0: All right, man. Almost simultaneously. Almost simultaneously, uh, we are live on all three platforms. I am Tony Visick. You are watching the show that's known as Living on a Thin Line. It's known as Living on a Thin Line because that is its name. We come to you every day at two p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona Time. You figure it out. Uh, we come to you every day. Uh, we are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. I've got a whiz-bang, a a potpourri of entertainment lined up for you on this fine, fine Monday. You know, Mondays, a couple things about Mondays. Uh, Traditionally, for almost 20 years, I taught a Monday night workshop in the greater Phoenix area. Even when I was living in Los Angeles back in uh, in 2001 or so, I was still uh, flying out here and teaching a workshop on Monday than Tuesday nights. Uh, we no longer do that since the uh, coronavirus began. Um, we have a little dog, by the way, who uh, only decides to bark uh, when we're doing something like this. And I, uh, I think it's just her way of having fun, going, oh, you're trying to do something? Well, I'll fuck with you. Arr, arr, arr. Um, so uh, besides that, Mondays, I usually left pretty open during the day so I'd have the right kind of energy and focus to be good at teaching a workshop on Monday night, to be able to pay attention to the people that had paid me money. Well, now the workshop is held Wednesday and Thursday nights online. It's held Wednesday and Thursday nights online. Good afternoon, Tina and Mike Lawson. Uh, Leave your questions and comments right here, folks. I'll answer them. I'll comment back. I'm like that. Um, So now my Mondays have become filling up, and now, instead of Monday being a slow day for me, I have been working nonstop, since I got up. You know what? It's not bad work. First off, I'm glad for the work. Okay? Um, but not, some of it's, you know, Zoom meetings. But, you know, the Zoom meetings you got to pay attention to because it's not just, you know, Zoom and I'm watching somebody play the banjo while I uh, uh, play, um, um, play tic-tac-toe on a computer or something. It's uh, stuff where you really have to pay attention to be cognizant and participate. Uh, a lot of good writing projects coming up. Uh, other volunteer things along with work. So I've been going nonstop, and I just realize now that uh, usually when I take a break, uh, usually I take a break right after a show, and there'll be no break for me. But you know what? They say no rest for the wicked, and also no rest for those who uh, are not going to let inertia take over their lives during this time. It is an issue, isn't it? Inertia. Okay? I mean, after a while, it's just easy to go, I'm just going to sit and do nothing. I'm just going to sit and do nothing. And it is also easy, what I'm trying to work out in my mind right now, is it's easier and easier not to go anywhere. Not that we're not busy, but I have no interest or plans on going anywhere. Uh, I met with a group of people yesterday, going to get involved in a volunteer project. The person who's going to be the uh, vice chair, great guy, by the way, great guy. Uh, And I'm humbled that he uh, wanted to be vice chair and asked me to be chair. Um, He wrote me and asked me when I want to get together for coffee or something. And in my mind, I'm going, I'm not going to go have coffee with you, buddy. I'll meet you on Zoom. It's not where I want to put my risk. And I know we have now been in lockdown or quarantine pretty much since the middle of March, earlier for some East Coast areas. Okay, we've been dealing with this since March. That's how long we've been dealing with it, with our lives changing slowly, then rapidly, then settling in. And a lot of people are just going, yeah, I'm going to go out now. You know what? And I'm not here to judge them, but I am not. And now I'm trying to figure out in my brain, what's left of my brain here in the mid-60s, is how much of that is now just am I becoming a hermit and how much of that is still being cognizant of the fact that the virus is growing by leaps and bounds on a daily basis. And I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. So, um, so we'll still be staying in. We'll still be doing this with you for some time to come. This show is uh, based on, uh, it's on three platforms. Let me say that first, three platforms. Uh, Network.com, where you can just listen in. And a great website, by the way. We've got so many wonderful interviews there from back uh, a few months ago when we were an interview show for years before we changed it up and became a daily uh, a daily show of this nature. Um, great interviews there Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, YouTube Comedy Schools channel, and of course here, Facebook Live. So, and it's uh, based in on three things your questions or comments are answered or commented back on uh, right here uh, on any of the three, um, three aforementioned platforms. We show you some knick-knack or trinket or doodad or autograph or memorabilia that we have here laying around the home office, home office of comedyschools.com. And then then I share with you, uh, or I recommend two pieces of music and our artist based off my deep and mighty vinyl album collection, which is getting to be kind of a mess right now. I'm not going to say it was in order for a long time, but it was stacked properly. But what's going on since we started with this is every time we talk about something, I've just kind of set it on the floor over on the other side of the room, and now there's two giant piles almost waist high of records. Records. Um baseball season has started. I'm happy that it has started. Uh So the NBA is in a bubble, you know, and you can't leave the bubble. If you leave the bubble, you have to be re-quarantined. And you know what? And I'm a Clippers fan. I was joking around earlier because the Clippers were, seemed to be destined to go all the way to the uh, championship this year. Definitely to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to make it to the finals. Okay. They seem destined to. I was joking around to go, that's why this virus broke out, because the Clippers are cursed. So now they've gotten in the bubble. They've been working out. They're looking fantastic. They look fantastic in the scrimmage game I watched Thursday night. It is Clippers-Lakers. It'll be an exciting game. Be fun to watch. The Clippers will be missing sixth man of the year, Lou Williams. Lou Williams seems like an all-around good guy, someone that if you're a Clipper fan right now, you love the guy. Okay, he is the Jamal Crawford of this era, the guy who comes in off the bench and gets it done. All right. He um, asked for permission to leave the bubble for a family emergency. you got to stay in the bubble. And no one can get in the bubble down there in Orlando uh, with exceptions like a family emergency. And then you ask. So while Lou was on a family emergency, he thought it would be a good idea to go in, in Atlanta. He thought it would be a good idea to go to a strip club in Atlanta claiming he went there for the buffalo wings. Now, it is true that there are buffalo... How often does Lou Williams visit that strip club when he's home? The Buffalo Wings there are named after him. So maybe he just went and got Buffalo Wings at this strip club. But because of that, he's going to be quarantined for at least 10 days, meaning he'll miss at least two. They're only playing eight games before they go to the playoffs. Each team is playing eight games. He won't be there for two of them because he couldn't resist either Buffalo Wings or a fire to you know and it's just when you see that you go god damn it i get it i get wanting to break rules i'm a rule breaker my entire life uh paul witnesses, is where are the tony v wings i tell you what i've never made wings but i do have buffalo sauce in a bottle downstairs and i put it on stuff you know what i just uh, I'm, you know what paul shirley's gonna thank you because now you gave me an idea i'm gonna make buffalo wings for shirley According to the doctors, I should not be eating a lot of that sort of thing. But uh, what do doctors know? See right there. We're always tempting fate. Americans tempt fate. And I'm not going to say nine times out of ten it it works. Because only about one time out of ten does tempting fate work. Oh, but that one time. Paul Whitney says he just went in and out. That's all. You know what? I heard that he was in there several times, Paul. I already went to the strip club, and then he was in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. Oh, that's some tasty thighs. So um, read into that what you will. So uh, speaking of baseball, a lot of you know, a lot of you know that uh, we, uh, not only do we, uh, when we feature the trinkets and memorabilia and autographs here, uh, one of the major things we have featured are bobbleheads. You know, and we do, and and there's a guy named Randy, okay, and I know Randy, and he's a good guy, and he's a smart guy, but he tries to tell people, uh, Tina Mike says, breasts, not wings. I don't know, a breast and a thigh. Um, he tries to say, I'm a collector. I'm not a collector. We are bobblehead rescuers. I'm the head of an organization now called Bobblehead Rescue. We rescue bobbleheads when people have tired of them, or got bored with them, or Someone goes, we need to get, the, get rid of these. And they get stuck in a closet. They get stuck in a drawer. They eventually got stuck in a landfill. Before they get to the landfill, we rescue them. And this little guy, this little guy right here. <laughs> this is called a, a bicycle bobblehead. It's Aaron Hill of, oddly enough, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. You know, I didn't really start getting a lot of these until I started doing this show. And then I found a place that has them. Here's Aaron Hill. Uh, it's cool. You know, look at the artwork, the dirt on the uh, dirt on the leg. He's a dirt leg. Dirt there from where he slew, uh, slid in head first. All right. Uh, cycle 2, 629-12. Bicycle bobblehead. Cycle 1, 618-12. I guess that means that he batted for the cycle on those days. Okay, you know what that means. It means base hit, double, triple, home run. Batted for the cycle. So he did it twice. He did it on June 29, 2012 and uh, June 18, 2012. But did you notice the little guy? His arm's broken. When we opened up the package, this arm was off. You know what? And if that doesn't move you, then you're not human. If that doesn't move you, I don't care if you wear a mask. Go out and lick lampposts in front of an emergency ward if this doesn't move you. All right. So we're going to fix this. And this man's going to be able to wave. He's going to be able to wave and bobble. Bobble and wave. You've heard of rattle and hum? You've heard of rock and roll? We're going to do bobble and wave. Bobble and wave. Got it? Bobble and wave. So we truly are bobblehead rescue. That's what we do here. Not collect. And if any of you know Randy Ioma, you tell him, you tell him what I said. Okay? All right? And tell him I'll meet him in any Zoom room he wants, anytime. (laughs) All right, uh... Hey, uh, uh, Paul, when he says, I would send him to the glue factory, you bastard. You'd, I know that, you know, maybe you get glued and get fixed, but that's not what you mean, Paul. Oh, oh you're hurtful. You're a hurtful man. Um, I was talking with a uh, business coach, mentor of mine this morning. That's true. And I, I teach performance workshops, stand-up comedy workshops, writing workshops. But uh, uh, I have coaches, too. And uh, I take them serious. Do you take them serious or seriously? I take what they say seriously. Um, And we were talking about, uh, you know, I mentioned here uh, later on tonight on my Facebook page, you know, on Meetup, there will be the the, the link, thank you, thank you, other side of my brain, the link that'll allow you to see our free intro tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Okay, it's absolutely free, okay? and um, he recommended that instead of calling it a free intro class, I call it a free class, you know? And he goes, I know it's an intro, and then I go, yeah, I said it's how I wanna let people know before they spend any money to see if it's, you know, and he goes, well, free class might be better than free intro, and I hate all that stuff. Not that he said that, he's right, it's a good idea, but I hate all that sales stuff. I guess I've been around so long, that so many things strike me as, you know, hey, free gift with purchase. The gift is always crap. And all the time, uh, AARP or uh, uh, United Healthcare or something is going, sign up and get a free gift, and uh, you'll get a free tote bag. And you get the tote bag, and it's just a piece of junk. Free radio with purchase. And they send you some little shitty radio, and you're going, well, this is just a hunk of garbage. And you feel ripped off. So I'm always trying to make sure that everything I do, though I don't think anything I do is a ripoff. By the way, you can go uh, tomorrow night at 6 PM and be able to go to meetup.com to the uh, Phoenix standup comedy group or comedyschools.com or on comedy schools, radio network and, cl- and find the link and click it and watch tomorrow. That's not a ripoff. I don't even like having a scintilla. Is a nice word for you. Scintilla of ripoff and what I do. And, uh, Some people say that it kind of holds me back because, you know, offering something free gets people in the door. So tomorrow night, I'm still calling it a free intro, but we might start calling it a free class because it is a free class, and it's free to you, even if you've been in my class, even if you're in my class now, tomorrow night, 6 Uh, p.m. Matter of fact, that link is already up on comedyschools.com. What the hell am I thinking? The link for the free intro is up on comedyschools.com. And Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. So you just go tomorrow night and click it. You'll be able to watch. Chime in. All right. Oh, that was a... that? was a tamperine. Uh, let's get to the music, shall we? Because the music matters. I'm so glad I found this album cover. I have the album, and I thought I'd lost the album cover. But here it is. Uh, around the same time that Elvis Costello was uh, uh, becoming aware to... Uh, that we were becoming aware of him in America... We also became aware of this guy. This is Graham Parker. So Graham Parker and Elvis Costello came along almost at the same time, okay? And to me, they were very similar. They had somewhat similar voices. They played a lot of blues rock. Um, And I became a Graham Parker fan before I became an Elvis Costello fan. Now, it was easy. It's Graham Parker. The name of the... uh, I always liked the name of this. It was Howlin' Wind, Howlin' Wind by Graham Parker. Uh, It became easier to uh, really appreciate Elvis Costello in the uh, following years because Graham Parker didn't put out much more uh, after this album. A couple of things, but it didn't really work. Uh, He had a great, uh, the name of his band was great, Graham Parker and The Rumor. And The Rumor was Brinsley Schwartz, who was uh, a rock and roll star, uh, a sub-star in his own right, Bob Andrews. Uh, Martin Belmont, Steve Golding, and Andrew Bodnar, who I don't know. And then a whole brass band. This guy played a lot of soul, rhythm and blues, blues blues-based rock. And it was hot. Uh, A particular note on this album is Soul Shoes. Uh, Where am I looking for this one that I really like? Lady Doctor. You got to be kidding. And, of course, off of this, if I'm going to recommend a song for you to listen to, to listen to, like, some timeless, timeless uh, soul-infused rhythm and blues uh, 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 music coming out of uh, one of these great British rockers, it would be the song Howlin' Wind. Okay, It's a very evocative, cool tune. All right, I don't know if it's a toe-tapper, but it's a very cool song. So uh, Graham Parker kind of got lost in the shuffle over the years. Okay, I imagine he's worked. I imagine he's done other things. I saw him pop up on a couple TV shows. Uh, but please, if you're looking for that something that's been around that you don't know about, which is a lot of what we do here, okay? Check out Graham Parker and the rumor. Check out the album Howlin' Wind and cut out, and and start out with the cut, Howlin' Wind. You'll be able to do that easily on YouTube. And tell me that you're not as amazed as I am that this guy hasn't gone on a little further. Speaking of which, by the way, uh, just um, we try to keep the show, you know, fun and silly and goofy, uh, or at least, you know, um, uh, Whatever it is, we try to keep this show. I do have to mention I'm uh, sad with the passing of Emmett Rhodes, Okay, who uh, was one of those people whose first album was so big and uh, had a song called Fresh as a Daisy and in the uh, early 70s uh, had a, a voice is almost as perfect as Paul McCartney's. Uh, sounded a lot like Paul McCartney. Big things were uh, predicted for him and then just kind of nothing for a long time. Even read an interview with him uh, an article about him in an interview a few years ago where he was still making music in a house in the valley, just people had stopped paying attention to him. And he went from uh, a promising career to obscurity with no real reason to know why. Also, uh, having passed recently, and we've talked about this band a lot uh, Danny Green. Uh, I believe it's Danny Green. No, no, Peter Green. Danny Green, someone else. Peter Green from uh, Fleetwood Mac. One of the original, some people say the guy who founded uh, Fleetwood Mac, it was originally him and Mick Fleetwood coming out of John Mayall's Blues Breakers, and then he talked John McVean and joining in with them. He wrote, by the way, Peter Green wrote a song that most people watching this podcast will know, but you won't know it by him or even by Fleetwood Mac. You'll know it by Santana. He wrote Black Magic Woman. He also wrote Albatross, which was uh, the first song to really make me notice Fleetwood Mac, such an unusual tune. So if you want to uh, listen to early Fleetwood Mac, you know, you can actually YouTube Fleetwood Mac, Black Magic Woman, Fleetwood Mac, Albatross, and also Emmett Rhodes, Fresh as a Daisy, and hear uh, two, and along with Holland, will three artists that seemed destined for greatness and were great, were great. You know, fame doesn't make you great, okay? And not having fame doesn't make you not great. And in these three, uh, with these three artists, Uh, that they didn't achieve fame doesn't mean that they were not great. So check them out. Graham Parker, Peter Green, and uh, um, uh, Emmett Rhodes. All right. What do I want to do next? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. All right, I feel kind of... I, I haven't listened to this album, but I'm going to recommend it. Okay? And I'm going to listen to it today or tomorrow when I get time. But I found this in a second-hand, third-hand, fourth-hand... Uh, Store And it's uh, Scarlett Rivera. So Scarlett Rivera. And that's a pretty cool, a pretty cool picture right there. Okay. Uh, There she is on the back in a more kind of friendly, you know. There's kind of a benign, like, hi, how are you? Here it's, uh, what do you want, Morricone? So uh, that's kind of what you got going there. So um, the... um, the songs are all by, uh, written by her. Dust Bowl, Lady Liberty, All of Me. Uh, I don't know, you know. Uh, 50-50, Sacred Wheel, and Songbird. So why am I recommending an album I haven't listened to yet? Because I just got a hold of this album. And why did I buy the album? Okay? Besides the fact that I have no self-worth and like spend my money in useless ways until so I'm in some sort of financial panic. Besides that, besides that, uh, Bob Rocky said, uh, don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. ba da da Yeah, early Fleetwood Mac, written by Peter Green, who recently passed away. Um, I believe that he, uh, suffered. He just to circle back to Peter Green for a moment, and I could be wrong, and Bob, you might know, at some point, he did like, he tripped out hard and disappeared down to South America for years, just eating peyote and studying plants or something, just kind of disappeared. And they had to replace him. I think they replaced him with Bob Welch. Uh, get back to Scarlett Rivera. Scarlett Rivera added something special and unique to an album by an artist who you didn't think would be more special and unique. She added something to a Bob Dylan album and a Bob Dylan tour. And if you listen to the album Desire by Bob Dylan, the one with a Hurricane on it, Okay, and Isis and so many other great songs back Diamond Bay. It's one of my all-time favorite albums. There is a haunting violin yeah, There's a violin player on there that is just adding magic and romance and mystery and sorrow to every song and it was Scarlett Rivera and then Scarlett Rivera went on the Rolling Thunder tour this tour Dylan did in the mid-70s That was one of those strange things where he wore white pancake makeup had all kinds of people with him on buses and trucks and stuff, and uh, played some incredible music, but she was on that entire tour. She uh, was on the stage with Bob the whole time. And then after that, never really heard of her again. I knew she'd been around, and I guess I could have researched it. Whatever happened, Scarlett Rivera. All right, but I came across this, and I went, wow, she did put out a solo album. Supposedly, the story is that Bob Dylan found Scarlett Rivera... She was playing, like, if you're ever in New York City, Paul Navarro, our friend here, who just said Love Hurricane, lives in New York City. And you know this, Paul, that uh, during normal times, which we will get back to, I'm, I'm pointing with the poor little bobblehead's broken, broken arm. Yay! Yay! Um, you would go down the subway sometime, and there'd be these incredible musicians just playing there with a hat in front of them. New York has all these uh, musicians. People go there to make it, it's really hard. You know, a lot of times you're broke. Um, you know, and sometimes you'd go down there and you'd hear you know, full chamber uh, you know uh, chamber orchestra, four people, you know, violin and, and uh, uh, stand-up bass and whatnot, playing down in a subway station. okay? Good music. And at Scarlett Rivera was down in a subway, in a station where people were waiting for the train playing the violin. and Dylan heard her. And listen to her and you know, you might want to go on tour with me. My name is Bob. And uh, she was plucked from obscurity, given a certain amount of fame, and then um, disappeared into the miasma again. But we're going to listen to this album. I'm going to bet that it's a good album. All right? I'm going to bet that it's a great album, but I'll report back to you. But uh, you might want to uh, get a jump start on me, and you might want to... Um, YouTube, uh, Google Scarlett Rivera and see what tunes you can find and uh, get back with me tomorrow and let me know. All right. uh, I think that's going to be it for today. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank those of you who just popped in for a minute and popped off for doing that. I want to thank you that never pop off. Uh, I want to thank all of you for coming in. Um, Tomorrow night, 6 p.m., Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, free enter to stand-up comedy. Get the link and the code at comedyschools.com. That's tomorrow night. Um, this Friday, and the uh, the link will be up uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a free comedy show this Friday night. Very special event. Class Clowns this is the show that's taking people all the way from their first show to national television. It's a graduation showcase for all the comics, new and veteran, that have worked for the last five or six weeks to put up a brand new great show just for you. I got stuff. I got stuff for you. Okay? Come get the stuff. You want the stuff We got the stuff. And I'll be back at 2 p.m. again tomorrow with more bobbleheads and music and uh, tales of the Wells Fargo. Thanks a lot, everybody. Goodbye.